Pirates of the Caribbean. Coincidentally, the same thing happened to me when I went on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride when it first opened up. As we were navigating through the underground tunnels with an assortment of decorated pirates regaling their exploits, I looked on one pirate overhanging from the bridge who appeared to look me right in the eye. I turned towards my friend and said, That pirate is a real person. Indeed, I was so convinced that the apparent audio animatronic was an actor dressed in costume that I refused to believe otherwise until several years later when I realized that it was the lighting that had played a trick on my eyes. The Haunted Mansion Although it was initially billed as a scary ride, the Haunted Mansion turned out to be quite tame. However, there was one segment in the ride where a friend of mine got the creeps, since he assumed that the head, sans a body, within the crystal ball was a real person. He hadn't realized how far holographic technology had come at that point, and couldn't imagine that it was merely a vaporous projection. I bring up these three examples because they underline something fundamental in our assessment of the consciousness of others. We can be easily duped. Not only can we impute conscious intentionality onto machine-operated mannequins that lack it, we can even do it with photographic film. Yet, phenomenologically speaking, our own experience at the time of interacting with an audio-animatronic seems essentially the same as when we talk to certain humanoids. In other words, that which we believe is conscious turns out on closer inspection to be unconscious, at least in the common-sense ways that we use such terms in our day-to-day -day lives. But we don't need to go to Disneyland to discover this, since we already have first-hand experience of innumerable conflations when we fall asleep and dream. In a strong dream, so many characters come alive and we interact as if each of them is real. Only when we wake up do we acknowledge that everything that occurred in the dream was simulated by us. We are, in sum, dreaming ourselves in various guises, even if we may be deceptively tricked to believe otherwise. Such is the confusing nature of our own self-awareness that we even objectify our own personas and various garbs and believe them to be ontologically apart from our own neural projections. Consciousness is a fantastic virtual simulator, and because of its inclusivity and insular engineering, it has an inherent tendency to believe its own machinations as exterior to itself and not as the byproduct of its own interiority. This is one strange loop, as Douglas Richard Hofstadter brilliantly opined in his book of the same title, I Am a Strange Loop, and in his earlier and now classic tome, Girdle, Escher, Bach, An Eternal Golden Braid. The problem of other minds, has long been a philosophical conundrum among thinkers from centuries past. The difficulty gets even stickier when we pause and realize that we don't even have a full and complete access to our own minds and its labyrinth-like permutations since there are so many processes within our own skull and body which we remain dutifully unaware. Saying that all things are experienced through consciousness unnecessarily reifies the very word consciousness, since awareness is not a thingy, but a process as fluid as the tons of water cascading down Niagara Falls.